Happy Monday, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. I hope you took some time out yesterday to relax and rejuvenate and get ready for the week, because here we go. Today, we're going to look at promise number three, and that is that God loves you. Of course, there are numerous scriptures that speak to just how much God loves us, but these are the ones that I wish to highlight. Excuse me. Starting with my favorite chapter, Romans 8, verses 38 and 39, reading from the New American Standard um, Version. And it reads, For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. John 3.16, the New International Version reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And last, Lamentations 3.22, New American, I mean NIV. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. Have you ever wondered whether God truly loves you? I think we allow the circumstances we find ourselves in to jade what we know scripturally about God. Let's be honest, when we're going through hard times, regardless of whether we cause the issue or not, we expect God to come and rescue us, do we not? Just as children scream for their parents when they fall down or touch a hot stove that they were told not to, they still call for help, right? And they're confident that the parent will come. And the parent comes, right? The parent comes and makes things better. This is where our beliefs do not line up with our actions or our thoughts. See, we need to understand that God has the creator lens. And that's how he views the world. So he knows and sees the larger picture. We've discussed this before. Therefore, sometimes when we cry out for help, he's always going to come, right? But he may come and he may not remove us from the situation. Notice I use the word He doesn't remove us from the situation. He doesn't rescue us from the situation. And I I want you to hone in on the word rescue versus deliver. He doesn't rescue us from the situation, but he'll deliver us from the situation. You see, we, if we're honest again, we do want God to come and take us out of the situation to rescue us from the situation. God doesn't do that. He delivers us from the situation. And delivering can look a lot different. I wanted God to rescue me and my mom for the situation that we were in when she was first diagnosed 
with Alzheimer's. I wanted him to come heal my mother and then our lives could continue on as I had envisioned in my mind for both the future for both my mother and me. And it was hard to accept that my vision was not God's vision and then to walk by faith and know that his plan and accept and believe that his plan was better than what I was envisioning. During that time of me wrestling with that, however, I never questioned whether God loved us. Sometimes I thought it was the result of past sin, of a past sin on both either mama or me. But we are all sinners, right? Saved by grace. That's why Jesus came. So I'm like, nah, that can't be it. So then I thought, maybe it's because I've been disobedient. And that's why we're suffering. See, I'm still trying to figure this out, this situation, a a situation that isn't good by my standards, right? So maybe it's because I've been disobedient. So I'm looking back, (laughs) you know, over my life with God, and I'm searching to see whether I've been disobedient, where he's asked me to do something and I've I've said no, but I came up with nothing. So then I'm kind of looking at mom, right? I know my mother is a faithful woman and I didn't know of anything that God had asked her to do that she said no to. I mean, she and I had a good relationship. She talked to me like that. And so once again, I kind of came up with the answer, no, right? So, so I had to sit in that for a while. But what I would always come back to when I'm trying to wrestle, why why does my mother have Alzheimer's? Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to be a caregiver? I would always come back to the fact that I knew God loved us. It's in his word. That's a promise. He loves us. That he loved both mama and me. And because I knew he loved us, that his love was unconditional, I it, it helped me to trust him and then to surrender to the caregiving season that I was embarking upon. And see, that was him being with me. And that was him delivering me, but not rescuing me as I had envisioned the rescue should look like, right? And all of that is to say, you know, I don't want you to allow the enemy to lie to you and make you believe that this season of caregiving or whatever season you're in is a result of God not loving you. That yeah, you're going through this because he's either punishing you because he he really doesn't love you. You see, God is the ultimate parent. I'm sure there are many of you who are listening who haven't had great parents. I had pretty good parents, but not everyone does. And so to think of God as our father and mother can be hard when you you have experienced parents who haven't been loving or kind. But God is the ultimate parent. He is the example. He will always do what is best for us. Always. Our challenge is to recognize that his definition and our definition of best or good or abundant are probably different. (laughs) Remember when Jesus was on the cross, God saw that that was good. Watching a part of him die on the cross, just as Mary watched a part of her die on the cross, 
But did Mary look at it as good? No, she was heartbroken. But after Jesus' resurrection, she could see that it was good and understood what his resurrection meant for the world. But you see, God saw that back in Genesis 1. So as he saw his son dying on the cross, a cruel death, he knew it was good because he knew you and I needed him. Different definition, different lens to look at things through. And as we mature in our walk with God, he will challenge us to start looking at things, people, situations from his view. And you'll see things totally different. God's love is so vast and incomprehensible at times. I just sit and I just thank him. It's amazing. My prayer is that you come to understand that you will never understand God's love for you. (laughs) He just loves you. But I want you to know that he does regardless of what you're facing God loves you regardless what you've done God loves you regardless of what you haven't done God loves you regardless if he is allowing you to be in a season um, that is a result of a consequence of disobedience he loves you he loved Israel with an everlasting love even as he allowed them to be captive and the diaspora to occur. God's love is incomprehensible. He loves you, and I want you to remember that. Think on that today, that nothing will ever stop God from loving you, and that he will pursue you with that love until the end of time. Let's pray. Thank you for being a God who loves us so, Because of your great love, we are not consumed, but because of your great love, you draw us closer to you. You bring us into your fold. You allow us to experience your peace, your protection, your grace, your compassion, your fellowship, your love for us, God. Thank you for that love. Help us to not try to define it or explain it at times, but just to receive it, to allow it to wash over us and to give us that warm feeling of being accepted so that we can put aside the pretenses of trying to do everything right and to just come to you and say, just show me, Lord. Give us the, give us the hearts of surrender and that we lay down our pride where we say in this season of caregiving we don't understand it we don't like it we don't have all the answers but we come to you because we know you love us and we ask you to help us walk through this season allow the love that you extend to us show us how to extend that to those whom we're caring Show us how to extend it to the people who are just in our lives. Help us to mature from babes, your infants, to children, to eventually daughters and sons. So that we can start looking at the world through a more scripturally and faithful lens to see how you view 
various situations that are going on in our in our lives and in our circumstances that you want us to represent your love here on this earth to love our neighbors as ourselves because we love you because we've received your love show us how to love today lord for we accept your love this day thank you for being a good god touch each and every person who's listening today you know their needs help them to put their trust in you in jesus name we pray amen so the promise of today is that god loves you and i want you to tuck that into your heart and remember that during the tough seasons because the enemy will tell you that you're not loved but you need to talk back to him and say oh yes i am because I'm a daughter of the Most High God or I'm a son of the Most High God. God loves me and he'll help me through this situation. Now go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.